It is something with a broken heart. It's just emotion taking us. <laughs> I can't even try to imitate that mountain goat sound <laughs> of the fucking uh of of the Bee Gees. I can't even like. I tried for like half a second. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I don't want, I don't want to subject people to that. Like, let me just. <laughs> I, I can't even begin to pretend to know what that was. Uh, you know, emotion. It was a little emotion for the going off podcast. You know, because mm, mm-hmm. in the in the words of a broken heart, it's just emotion taking us over. Because you know, we're doing the oh. Carly Rae Jepsen. Ah, uh, hey, yes, you like that? Hey, mm-hmm. You like that? <laughs> Dick hurts. <laughs> well, what have you been up to? I just put out uh, released the Royal Jelly song. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's- for your listening pleasure, it's now available on all streaming services. So you know, get what act like you wanted. I think it's a pretty fun. It's a freaking uh, rock, rap tinged, flipped up magnum opus, fun, sexy time. I, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> Very cool. So has um, Changeline has also released a new single outside of the album since oh, we nice. had her on the show called uh, "I'll Make You Jump," and it's on all streaming platforms, as well as the music video that. She teased while we were recording and said it was going to be up later that day. It's up now, so y'all can go watch that. But folks, it is that time again. It is show and tell, reviewer's choice. And I feel like, (laughs) it's funny, this one is like the fifth or sixth one we've done, or maybe even just the fourth, honestly. I don't remember. And it feels like the first one. (laughs) Because, like, we weren't sure what we were going to end up doing. Yeah. And you messaged me and said, hey, have have you ever heard the Gorillas, G-Sides? Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. But, like, that's so kind of obvious for you. Right, like... Because you, you've mentioned the G-Sides from time to time over the years, and it's just never really come up as far as a review, so it just kind of made sense. And for me, you messaged me about a week ago, and were like, hey, uh, review is choice, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. And about half a week goes by, and you go, hey, uh, I'm gonna do a live stream tomorrow, listening to stuff, so... <laughs> I kind of need to know what your thing is. And executive dysfunction kicked in so fucking bad because I I can never pick. Like, there are so many albums that I've wanted to suggest, but I can just never think of them in the moment. So it was seriously like a, okay, well, he needs an answer right the fuck now. Okay, fine. It's Carly Rae Jepsen emotion. Like, it was just like... You want the emotion? I'll give you the emotion. Here you go. That this is this is an album that I've mentioned on the show and we've never talked about, mm. but it's like this album is so ingrained in my DNA and Gorillas is so ingrained in your DNA <laughs> that this just feels like a natural episode for us. Yeah, and it's so because like I do I like I feel like I remember hearing you mentioning like Carly Rae Jepsen ah but you know that next album man eh, you know she kind of kicks it up a notch uh, you know don't uh, don't sleep on her just because she's the call me baby girl you know hey hey now you know and I was That's like exactly and what I've, always I said. Kinda, I've always been sitting here like okay we'll see and we certainly will uh, a little later this evening but uh, 
I feel like it's a. Uh, I feel like it, it would probably be more uh, expedient to get to the to the shorter album first. <laughs> so you want to start with Gorillas G sides and get that one out of the way because it's a little shorter. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's still a little bit to say about it. But sure oh, of course, now. yeah, plenty. So, uh, how how did how did this album hit you going into it? I I gotta know. Hmm. I, what, what you got to say? I really gotta know. <laughs> you know, I gotta tell you. Um, the last time I listened to a full length Gorillas album, it was for the podcast. So mm. that would be for the humans. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't really. The now now. Did we get to the now now? I don't think we listened to that. I don't think we listened to that. We didn't listen to time time machine or whatever that was called. Yeah, we, we didn't. We didn't do the time machine session. And then there's the latest one that has a really big hit single off of it. That oh, I actually with fucking like. Cracker Island I'm and everything. Running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I really liked Cracker Island too. And then I was just so bored by like so much of the rest of it. Unfortunately, we're back. All the way back to the B-sides from the debut album and some remixes kind of thrown in. Yeah, this is kind of like the like the first albums come out. And to me, it always kind of felt like they were doing like a... They said they were going to do three albums. And like, well, they kind of did the little EP before. And then they did the full Gorillaz album. And this is kind of like the, you know, leftovers afterwards from that first album. So uh, this could technically be the EP. Like, this is kind of like, you know, before they kind of kept going. And, you know, Gorillaz is kind of those, will there be a next album? We don't know. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Sort of thing. Yeah. So... <laughs> So I remember early on kind of being like a, you know, trying to grab at everything you can as a kid who fucking loved Gorillaz. I remember going onto the fucking website, like, the Gorillaz was like the first, oh my god, how is no one else taking advantage of, like, the multimedia thing that we can do? Of right. Like, hey, you have your own website, and then you can have mini video games, and you can unlock, like, music videos and cool extra stuff and extra music and da, da, da. It's just like, you know, I remember being like, why isn't there more of this when I was a kid? Like... Yeah, Gorillaz yeah. was like a world to get lost in, man. It, it was fucking awesome back in the day. I didn't really know what to expect because, you know, they are just kind of th- the... I, I don't want to say throwaways, but it's like, it's it's the extras. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I enjoyed it, honestly. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you as a fan. <laughs> One, two, D3, how do you feel about that? <laughs> so, the album is very much a, like... A bit of a, uh, like a, a wave and then crest and then wave and then crest sort of deal hmm. <laughs> when it comes to uh, quality. And honestly, that's always what I've kind of loved about Gorillaz, you know, is like you don't know what to expect, what the fuck is coming from yeah. track to track. It's different artists, you don't know what the flavor is going to be. So when you get to the last two tracks, like Hip Albatross and 1-2-D-3, like those really are the... Uh, did you think that this Gorillaz album really wasn't going to take off? And you were just like, here's just some Lucy's. I was just going to do it if you want to use them. I don't know. I'm coming up with the 2D character. I, should the characters be in the songs? I don't know. You know, like, here's a song about getting a piano chord dictionary. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, we're just kind of having fun right now, you know? And Hip right. Albatross is another track where it's like, this is, like, weird, but I actually kind of like it a little bit more because it's, like, playing more around with, like, you know, using samples and shit like that. So it's, like, right. that one's actually a, li- a bit more atmospheric, though it's still kind of, like, on the weaker end because it's still kind of, like, weird and formless and doesn't really go anywhere, you know, after a while. So are so are, are you a fan of that one or is that just kind of a cut it off before that point? 
Yeah, I feel like, yeah, 1-2-D-3 is the, ah, the album's short, and, you know, it it would take too much to get up from the bed and hit the stop button, let it ride out, you know what I mean? And there might be a bonus track, eh, that's Gorillaz, you know, like, <laughs> so, like, with that one, it's like, yeah, it, it really is the wind down, there's not much to this track, it's the very simple plain song not exactly a classic but hip albatross is like the this is at least doing something you know what i mean like uh, sampling stuff and it being like kind of about a zombie that's something right like 2d like zombies what if our songs are about the characters liking stuff you know it's that sort of deal i liked hip albatross um honestly the only song on this album i didn't care for was the last one oh oh really now yeah, um, so starting out, <laughs> I know what you're getting at. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have quite the conversation. Don't, don't you think, don't think <laughs> I haven't figured this out by now. Well, let's talk about track one. Yeah, let, let, let's get into it. The traps you've tried to spring for me, I'm one step ahead of you, sir. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about 19, 2000. Oh. Soul Child Remix. Woo! Man, nothing is as breezy and as fucking cool as that, that when it hits that hook and you hear that, wee, get the kusus sign, wee! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this goddamn remix. It is like the, dude, fuck the original, bro. Here we go. This is the official version that we listen to from now on. <laughs> yeah, get me... <laughs> If I wasn't familiar with the original, I think I probably would have liked this more. But for me, I didn't really think it ended up adding too much. Ah, uh, you don't you don't like where it takes it, huh? Like it started out interesting, and I, I was with it for the first bit, but then after a while, it just kind of felt bland. Like it, you're right, it could have used like a guitar solo or something. Yeah, something like... to 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 uh to mix it up a bit because. I just kind of felt like, yeah, okay. It just kind of felt like here's the original with a little bit of alteration, not like a full a full remix. Uh, For that, we got to wait a bit. But first... Well, well, I just want to bring up real quick because there is also a um, another album that came out around this time called Like a Come Home uh, with the monkey on the cover. And there is a also a remix of the song. Well, it, like pretty much the whole album gets dub remixed. It's sort of like, you know, Jamaican DJs sort of doing like scratches oh. and mixes on stuff, but from a gorilla perspective. Yeah, and I always loved that album. That was always like my low key, like, oh, yeah. yeah. That was always my like, <laughs> if you're a real fan, you know about this album. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, because it like it has such a, you know, flavor that I like the Jamaican vibes for a whole album with gorillas. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who came from the future and knew what I liked and gave me this album when I was like fucking 12, you know? Yeah, um, that's super cheat code. Yeah. So, um, so there's another remix of uh, 19, 2000 and it's really slow. It's like the, uh, the beginning of the album and you hear like what sounds like a UFO coming down. It's like, the world is spinning too fast. But there's like this really funky trumpet that goes on in the background. And like lots of echoing sort of stuff like that, you know? So it's like, give a groove. So for me, I'm hearing the original. It's like, the world is spinning too fast. I hear that one. And then hearing the slowdown. I'm like, okay, okay. 
we get real like crazy okay okay we're getting real slow and then i get to the g-size album and it's like oh shit we fucking turned it up so like as the you know the gorillas listener like in real time i'm like oh shit here we go again here we go again what what else does the gorillas have in store for me in terms of just 19 2000 remixes alone <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, so I, th- but, I thought but, it was an okay way to open mm. the album. I probably would have started with something a little bit bolder, but I think it's mm. fine to start with something at least familiar. I liked the second track here, uh, Latin Simone. I thought it was a little boring, honestly, to start. It's, it's like the inverse of the last one. I thought it was kind of boring to start until I started hearing a sample that sounded very much like the Clint Eastwood riff. The... And uh, trumpets coming in. And from that point on, I was like, okay, I'm fucking with this pretty hard. It's got me hooked. It just kind of started a little slow, but I ended up liking it by like the midway point. So on the original album, it's uh, I think uh, Ibram Ferrer. It's one of those I've always seen their name and I've never like (laughs) seen it said. (laughs) <laughs> but he's a Cuban musician who, uh, uh, like, uh, Damon Albarn really wanted to get for the album. And so it's like one of those things where it's like, damn, you you really don't know where the fuck, you know, uh, uh, Damon Albarn's going to be pulling from when he's, you know what I'm saying, getting uh, his musical influence. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like one of those like, whoa. And so the original version is sounds way different. Do you remember how it sounds? No, no idea. G- g- give it a quick listen <laughs> just to hear the uh, Latin Simone, que pasa contigo? <laughs> Just a couple seconds, because what's funny is about it is it's, you know, this very disparate delivery uh, singing the lyrics. And so it's kind of, you know, interesting as like a girlless fan hearing this version with, you know, uh, Damon Arbarn's particular timbre to it. You know what I mean? OK, hold on one second. Yeah, give it a quick listen. I do remember it now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so it's like, it's such a different delivery where it's like, you know, <laughs> this man with a very, like, vibrant delivery versus, get up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for it's, sure. It's such, a, it's such a different energy, but it's still, like, works in its own way. Like, it's one of those crazy, like, how does this still work, but in a weirdly different way? You know, it's a, it changes the energy, but in a way that, like, doesn't feel the same, but still works. You know what I mean? You know what's kind of fucked? I, I was just looking on their Spotify, uh, pulling up that album. Under the main line album section, <sighs> yeah, you, you have D-Sides... And D-Side Special uh, special Edition. Both of them. You gotta scroll all the way down to the very mm-hmm. bottom of the page for G-Sides. <laughs> Why are you trying to hide it? Yeah. Why are they so ashamed? I it's under compilations. Not... Wouldn't D-Sides yeah. be a compilations too? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. I guess it's like there's enough songs on D-Sides where they're like, well, that's basically an album. And G-Sides, uh, what is that? Uh, that's barely 30 minutes. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, probably like a compilation. Uh, it looks like there's remixes on there. It's probably just like, a, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know? Holy shit. I didn't realize D-Sides was two hours. Yeah, it's, it's a double album. hell. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe they maybe they thought the, the length difference, but it's still over 30 minutes. I, I still think, though, like... Her musical enjoyment and, like, legitimate original music that is, like, good enough to deserve to be an album. I would honestly vote for G-Sides to be the more legitimate album, Mm. since it is, like, 
you know, it is nine tracks. It is enough to like feel like an album. Like, I mean, fucking what? You know, there were, I don't know, Beatles albums and Temptations albums that were like nine tracks long. You know what I mean? Like, oh, still and way shorter, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I feel like, like, hey, this still counts, but like the D sides feel so much like just bloated leftovers. You know what it I mean? It definitely like, looks bloated. Yeah. Like, this at least has a couple of original songs that you legitimately can't get on any other albums. You know, it's not just a compilation. Like, I feel like because you see, oh, remix of a couple of songs, it initially comes off like, oh, oh, these are just going to be like that uh 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 like that like a come home album that i told you about where it's like oh mm. just remixing a bunch of songs from the original album but it's actually not there there's a couple of original joints that were supposed to be on the album that just didn't make it and are now like you know count as original songs on this album now you know hmm yeah now here if i had to guess hmm is where you're trying to stump me <laughs> is where you put that oh he's caught wise that, that hole in the forest ground that I was supposed to fall in. And RC, I'm one step ahead of you, because guess what? <laughs> I liked it better than the Soul Child's remix. <laughs> God damn it all! <laughs> oh, fuck it. I, didn't, I, I, mean, I didn't know you were going to go there with it. <laughs> you gotta wake up a little bit earlier than that, sir. You forgot that I'm all about vibe. Oh, yes, indeed. And this track, my dude, is dripping with vibe. Oh, my goodness. Look, oh, no doubt. Now, do business, gentlemen. I will say that one part, there's like one part in there. That's a bit repetitive. <laughs> it's a bit of a bit of a labyrinth to get through before we get to the rest. <laughs> but yeah, if 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 you sit through that part, you're rewarded in my opinion. Because <laughs> I think it fucking slaps after that. <laughs> but yeah, I dug it a good bit actually. It's um. <laughs> It's it's uh it's one of my higher rated cuts on the album if I'm being honest. It it really does feel like if you're at a gorilla's like party like <laughs> and this feels like such a, like a you know deep nerd thing but like I feel like you know in my mythos of what gorillas is if I ever went to England and you know where it's perpetually rainy and whatever and there's gonna be some sort of club there and there and it's gonna be like only you know gorillas fans allowed and you gotta know all the deep cuts you know what I'm saying it's like and they go like how long is you know 19 2000 wise guys House of Wisdom remix you know what I'm saying. And <laughs> Like, and then if you go in, that song is, of course, in the middle of playing right before the... Like, it sounds like it's saying, like, I've heard that so much. It sounds like it's saying, buy this album now. If I'm hearing this, I've already bought it, girls. Yeah. Who are you advertising to? But like, and, and what, what is it? Uh, it's so it's right at the da da da, da. and so it's like he took the the right sweet spot of that l like that little you know throwaway you know vocable that you kind of <laughs> say in between the lines and just extended that to a fucking minute. <laughs> yeah, it definitely overstays its welcome for sure. I agree. I was willing to stick with it because you know I will say also 
I did see her tweet saying something about like <laughs> the 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 unaware or whatever or, or in for a surprise or whatever. So I kind of already knew to expect some fuckery. I'm a stinker. <laughs> to some degree, right? But yeah, no. I um I dug that one a good bit. Yeah, I thought it was more interesting than the Soul Child one. I think it added more to the whole experience and just the um you know what I think did it too? And th- this is really just because I was already into it in, in the first place. It reminds me of a song from a Katamari game. Hmm. And that's like my favorite I, I video game shit. I'm just, that music is fucking money. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it kind of sounds like that. And when you think of it in the context of Katamari background level music. <laughs> Indeed. Th- there are like repetitive parts that you don't really that don't bug you as much because you're not really paying full attention to it. So I guess maybe wow. I was like already kind of in that headspace. Maybe that this that helped song me through. And Katamari. Now I, now I got to now I got to test that out. <laughs> that would definitely fit. I need to fire up Katamari Damacy and see if this fucking fits cuz I'm sure it would on one of the levels. Right. Uh then we got The Sounder with Five Life Cipher. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't what I thought it was going to be about. <laughs> what did you think it was going to be about? <laughs> oh, nothing. I really loved the instrumental. But I gotta say, these forced rhymes... Oh, man. <laughs> right there with you. <laughs> they kind of took me out of it. Luckily, I dug the rest of it enough that I was kind of willing to overlook it. But for those who don't know, rhyming abyssa... And deliver. That's <laughs> criminal. <laughs> that's <laughs> and rhyming party arty with oh my God. Marty Grotti. Oh. That's a stretch. <laughs> it's so, like this song so sounds like the super lyrical rappers, and they're like, but guys, we gotta do a party record. And they're like, uh, how do we do that and still not sell out? Well, we're still going to be, like, lyrical. We're still going to keep it super lyrical, but we got to slow down the flow, and that's what makes the punchlines take a lot longer and are, like, a lot easier to, like, be, you know, you know, they're a lot easier, uh, uh what's the word, like, commute, uh, tele- telegraphed, you know what I mean? And so, like... You can kind of see him coming. Yeah, so it's, like, not only that, but they're also not that clever in the first place, so it's just, no. like... Uh, like, you can tell where the rhymes are gonna be, you can tell where the... And it's, like, we're 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 heavyweights who phase ya! Like, oh, can you guess where heavyweights who phase ya might be going? Like, Ali did with Frasia! Uh, oh. we, we spit the most flavor, but musically will amaze ya! It's so, like, filler... You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, lyrical miracles, spiritual in your swimming pool bars. Like overall, though, I think the vibe carried it enough that I ended up enjoying it. I feel like the third verse just slows down so much in in the flow, where it's just like, oh my god, we get it. Like you know, like oh yeah, I think it overstays its welcome too. Yeah, yeah. Like first of all, just with that that. When that happens, it's like, oh, man, don't you appreciate the grandness that we just presented you? And I'm like, I don't, not really. <laughs> you know, God, we fucking blew your fucking mind there, didn't we? I mean, no. And then 
just these these fucking uh, clearly uh, rhyming dictionary bars. You'll be feeling entertained by our music repertoire. See our poems, they'll be flowing like rivers and reservoirs. Because gorillas, we'd be out of this world like men on Mars. We're rap stars with supernatural spars. We, what? <laughs> it's like, I think if this was maybe 10 years before. Right. <laughs> this would be fucking groundbreaking stuff, you know? When we write raps, we're not from the Empire, but we still strike back. That was one that got a groan from me. <laughs> oh, it got a groan from the song, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can see the song's head, like, its mighty head just, like, moving down, just like, uh, into its hands. <laughs> <laughs> then we get Faust. Yeah. And how'd you feel about this one? I really liked the beat on this one. I enjoyed this track, too. Mm, it is another fun like slow you know not slow but just like you know down tempo just like contemplative joint and you know she says uh like halfway through it they do that thing that like noodle and 2d were kind of doing for a while where they kind of like voice over each other in a way where you can't really tell who's singing after a while you know what no. i mean like they do that on 19 2000 i feel like they do that on dare have you ever noticed that where it just feels like halfway through it's like that kind of sounds like the more like dry timbre of damon's voice but then halfway through it's like oh wait no that feels a little bit more splashy like uh you know a japanese woman's voice you know what i mean like then we get your boy again on mm -hmm. clint eastwood but i ended up liking this track a good bit more for sure yes this is where we're off to the fucking races <laughs> yeah this one was a vast improvement over the sounder and it's one of those things where it's like oh that one must have been like draft one huh <laughs> yeah because it so feels like it has the hangdog feel of a are we going with this version i don't even know if i'm really gonna commit to it you know <laughs> Is but, this going to make it on the main album? Not sure. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't giving it my all. Yeah, exactly. But this one sounds like the, oh, you remember. And, and apparently this one is the original one. But I think it's one of those things where like, you know, oh, you know, the other one blew up. And so it's kind of like, well, since you like that one, you'll love this, you know. And so to me, it always came as like the, all right, here's the original song. Oh, you like these gorillas cats. Oh, that's crazy. Here's the song. And then it's like. Now here's what they can really do when they're fucking let these motherfuckers rip and just go off. Because this one's the one that sounds more raw. The drums sound a little bit more dusty and like, just sort of like, let's fucking go. And it's like, oh man, like, here's the, you know, three other friends from the drive-by where uh, Del the, or <laughs> no, not Del, or Russell's friends got shot or something like that. And they've come oh. to haunt them some more, you know? <laughs> yeah, the instrumental definitely caught my attention before I even knew what was going on. It just sounded more raw. And I was like, ooh. Okay. Yeah, and what I like is that, again, this feels like it's still in the era of, are we going to write directly about, like, what the characters in the song, you know what I mean, in the band are doing? Oh, so it's yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'll hit you over the head with the guitar that I bought from Noodle. Like, but I loved shit like that, and it was like, I really wish they would have done more. <laughs> I did like that, yeah. But I that like, clearly I... feels like a, that clearly feels like a, oh, this is a cool first idea. But we gotta do that again. No, no, no. It's too cheap if we keep doing it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But damn, uh, it's a fucking killer. Like, these fucking lyrics are goddamn insane. <laughs> I feel like the chorus on the sounder really slowed things down. I feel like uh, if you would have cut that out, I think the song probably would have flowed better. Because mm. I was dreading it every time, especially with the Abisa deliver. I was like, oh, God, I have to hear that again. 
Let's ball it to the piss up. Like, what are you doing? Do you it's such and a now, groan every time. Now, honestly, I like the hook of that song. I feel like the verses are just the like just a throwaway in fact i remember as a kid being like you know you know uh uh tough talking you know motherfucker that i was being like okay let me take these parts of the beat that don't have you know them rapping on it and just kind of do my own version and just kind of like oh i I was a kid that was my first i remember one of the first inklings of like god damn it i could do this better like what are they doing like (laughs) move over i'll fucking do it (laughs) i'll show you how it's done professional musician Get some fucking dope-ass punchlines in this bitch. But then, by the time we get to Fight Life Cypher, it's fucking incredible. So we're, mm. you're just like, where the fuck were you guys <laughs> on this last track? Because I love the way they flip this shit where it's just like, uh, when I punch you, I rupture uh, one of your ribcage in rage, and I turn you into a cartoon tooth, then erase the page. <laughs> it's just like, oh shit. That was dope, yeah. <laughs> And it, like, just the imagery is so cool. Like, uh, uh, to the top of my lyrics, escalate, accelerate, and leave your panic and take the ground from beneath your feet, leave you skywalking like Anakin. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, they fucking pulled out all the stops on that one compared to the other one. I don't know what the reservations were in the other one. Yeah, like, I, I it even makes the fucking, I'm a concrete lion, big cat. Like, I, I don't know what the fuck that means, but. <laughs> 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 it sounds cool like in the middle of all the other shit you know what i mean <laughs> ghost train is next oh yeah okay so apparently this was the first uh gorilla song that they uh ever really like completed and really yeah and you can tell by just how primitive it feels you know as a song where it's just like you know it's got a cool like concept to it certainly like oh this ghost train and it, the so- song slowly speeds up as it goes along you know like it's this interesting, weird sort of thing. But then it's like, you know, Damon Albarn's barely singing any lyrics. The quote-unquote rap verse is like just someone mumbling. It's just like hardly the idea of like a pop song with a rap verse in it, you know? like. You know what's funny to me is, I don't know if it's reminding me of something specific or not, but this one actually reminded me more of like something they would do albums later mm. so so it's surprising to me that you say this is the first thing they recorded because it, it felt more advanced for for mm. some reason to me like it sounded more evolved i guess but yeah. i love the sound of this one i like the little back and forth between 2d and the ghost train and all that <laughs> and especially with the uh with the breakdown segment with the come on come on and it got really like with those really crisp like uh percussion that yeah 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 really i just thought it kind of started slow with the soul child remix and you could just skip the last track entirely (laughs) but that's just me now when i asked you um how many tracks the album had that you had reviewed um i wanted to make sure because there were a couple different versions and one of them had a del the funky homo sapien track on it yeah, yeah. But it wasn't on uh, Spotify. That's the one I yeah. grew up with. <laughs> well, was it on the physical release? Yeah, my uh, someone had gotten me the uh, physical release with nine tracks. And, of course, it had, like, the extra album artwork in it. So, you know, it was really like a... It's one of those... I don't think the people the person who got this for me realized how cool this was. <laughs> like, you know... Oh, that's always great. When, it, when, yeah. when, when, like, you asked for something very specific, but they weren't sure. So they're just like, ah, I mean, I guess this is fine. And you see it and, like, 
you want to gush over it and just be like, oh my gosh, but you know they just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right, right, because it's like, this isn't the main album, this is like the second album that's like only available in Japan or something like that, and so there's only like nine tracks on it, but it contains the remixes of the song. <laughs> it's like, they don't care. <laughs> like, and then also there's the album artwork, because Gorillaz isn't just the music, it's also like multimedia, you know, because it's a physical <laughs> and you can also go to the website, like, you know, my aunt's not trying to hear that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like at first they think they fucked up because they're like, yeah. oh, this, this wasn't exactly what I asked for. And like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'll return it. And you're like, fuck no, yeah. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I'm keeping this shit. You have no idea what you got. Right. Um. Overall, I walked away with a four. Mm. I uh, I give it a three and a half actually. Wow. I lived up a little crueler, a little harsher mm. on you. Well. <laughs> I see that being kind of a thing that happens, like on some of the albums where it's something that I'm a little bit more familiar with, but hmm. for you, it's more like new and really? eye-opening. You tend to be like, oh, wow, what's this? And I'm just like, this is old hat. This is hack. <laughs> but, it, but if you don't have that knowledge going in, that, that like experience anyway, you know, you're, you're more easy to be taken away by... You know, just what you're hearing. But for you, as a fucking grizzled gorillas veteran who owned the damn thing back in the day, I I, I could see you being a little uh, a little bit more harsh on the critiques, and that, and and that's fair. But from there, we're going on to the second album, my pick for this week. I just searched <laughs> emotion, and the first thing that came up was the special edition, and I I didn't realize. Until I was towards the end of it, when Spotify is like, you know, there's one other version of this. It's like, oh, there is? And it's like, oh, yeah, the standard edition. I'm so familiar with this version of the album, is what I'm saying, that I kind of forgot that there was a version with three less songs on it. Okay, so originally it's fi it's not 15 tracks, it's... 12. Well, that's weird because the deluxe edition was what I avoided. Because I was like, oh, that one's got... Two more tracks on it, so I thought that I was... Ah. Oh, it's the Deluxe Expanded Edition. Oh, God damn it! what the fuck? There's the Deluxe Expanded? Motherfucker. I didn't even know there was one with two more tracks. <laughs> that was what I saw, but I, oh. I didn't uh, click onto that to see specifically what that, uh, uh, the E dot 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 expanded into. I see now. Okay, never gonna hold you back, love again. Okay, yeah, I'm honestly not even familiar with those two. I don't think I've heard those two. I'm gonna have to go back and, and check those out. But no, yeah, uh, I don't know why it doesn't say, but yeah, you listen to the special edition or, or the deluxe edition that has the three bonus songs on it, which I'm relieved. Um, because like I said, that's the album that I'm more familiar with. And more so because I think the album would have suffered without them. Uh, because there are some songs on the main edition of the album that I would cut for sure and replace with some of the bonus cuts. I, I'm going to throw it over to you first, RC. Um, how, how did this album hit you? Uh, so, for me... Uh-oh. <laughs> for me... Uh, no, no, no. I, I gotta say, coming into this album, man, I was having nothing but a good time. I mm. was kicking back, relaxing. I was, look, the words Cindy Lauper come up on this album and oh. I don't use those words lightly. 
<laughs> when I'm like, someone's giving me those vibes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, going into this stuff, I was like, okay. Here, you know what I said? You know, I'm like, oh, here's the girl who did the, the Call Me Maybe song. Here's the here's the hole in the bucket girl. Okay, what's she oh, going to do? Is she going to do some cute shit? Oh, okay, let's see. And oh, then, yeah, okay. Yeah, right, precisely. I'm in there with the, yeah, okay, look, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but... But then I was like, but, you know, I'm still re- ready to be surprised because, hey, some fun pop shit is some fun pop shit, right? Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking it was just going to be some fun pop shit. Man, oh, man, can I tell you, I was like the Max L guy by the end of this album. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> like, like, oh, man, by track by track two, I was like, you got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, so, yeah, the first two tracks were just, like, uh, the 80s throwback energy was just, like, killing me. And then, uh, I, I didn't like, I really, really like you, but... It, okay. <laughs> there was a little bit of a yo-yoing that happened where it was just like a, hey, uh, the thing that I'm trying to do is hit these really simple pop hooks that are, like, you know, gonna hit the, you know, uh, that, uh, hit the gut of the American, you know, soul and, like, get you to really understand the emotion and, you know, get you to buy these goddamn records. We're trying to enter this shit into the motherfucking pop canon. I get what you're doing. I feel you. But then sometimes it'll just be a little too simple and it's like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, i know what this song's gonna be i really 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 like all right <laughs> like you know you know you couldn't write that out in the fucking song you know you could put that fucking parentheses in there i really parentheses really 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 <laughs> parentheses like you the new song no one would take that fucking seriously <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean so don't make that the fucking hook <laughs> like, i will say though i think it's very strange it's obviously trying to play off the the kind of preconceived notion about Carla Jepsen that you got from Call Me Maybe, where she's cutesy and innocent, so we got to make this like right. cutesy love song. Have you seen the music video? Oh no, I haven't. Is, they is got Tom motherfucking Hanks to lip sync the whole goddamn song throughout the video. Whoa, what? What? I wasn't expecting that. Why does that happen? <laughs> I don't know exactly. The video is fucking weird. He's just going throughout his day and he's lip syncing this song throughout this whole day, kind of doing, kind of getting into it. And then by the end, he meets up with Carly Jepsen. They have a big old dance sequence together. I feel like I remember seeing this happen on like a, you know, some sort of Sergio Chili uh, pop song rehab thing or whatever the hell. Because this feels like something that somebody brought up on some sort of best week ever or some sort of shit. But it doesn't feel far back enough for that to be the case, you know? Like, yeah, no. Best week ever was like 2007. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? When did I hear about this? <laughs> did fucking Todd talk about it or something? I don't know, but it's just like, it's so dumb. This is so mid-2010s, like... Uh, just a celebrity in a video singing the lyrics of the song when he's like older. Like, man, you know what it is? Like, but here's the thing. We already did this type of thing. You know, it's not like this isn't its own sort of trope, right? We did the uh, the Weapon of Choice video with Christopher Walken. Uh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But that's a fucking classic, you know. Uh, 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 the Leonard Nimoy video of the, the lazy the lazy song, you know. That, that actually oh. elevated that song, you know, some, uh. some would say. Are but you seriously going to put that above this one? Although he doesn't, he doesn't actually like lip sync the lyrics. All, all I don't think though. Right? Oh god! Yeah, I, 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 I just hate yeah, that yeah. song. I guess. Yeah, no, I do hate that song. But it was one of those things where like, no, that like to me that gave like a little bit of something to it. You know, how sometimes a music video can just like 
add a, like it's the this is it's the this is America effect, you know, where it's like, oh, oh yeah. I can get a new meaning from that now because pissed off Leonard Nim- Nimoy doesn't give a shit, you know, not right. fucking uh, Bruno Mars millionaire doesn't have any real problems, you know, you know what I'm saying? He's, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I really, 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 really don't like. I really like you. Uh, it's just too simplistic, and it's one of those. It's one of those. So simplistic, I can like almost see through you writing, you know, your pen putting down to, okay, I got to come up with something that's really simplistic that'll be a fucking hit. Oh, I know. uh, I really, 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 you know what I mean? It's just like, come on, try a little harder than that, you know? I have a hard time believing that just the vibe of the song itself wasn't enough. The simplicity of the chorus was really that much that it dragged the whole song down. Here's my thing. There are other songs on here where there's a simple hook that, Mm, just hits right in the moment. Okay. It's right in that center thing where it's like you can't fucking deny it. With this, it feels like a <sighs> like a come on. This is the cheesy love song that we're gonna be looking back in thirty years, right? And the I really, really, and then looking like that was what they were writing back then. You know, not thinking about the fact that they're gonna have corny love songs at that moment too, right? Like you know, like this, that just gave me that feeling, you know. And also, like I felt like the verses didn't really have the yeah. That's what I wrote down too. It was like it was a real uh, letdown, first of all, from the well done writing of the last two tracks. So it felt mm. like something where it was kind of like a hey, what's going on here? And in one of those ways where it was like when it got to the verses I was like okay you've either gotta really encapsulate this feeling unequivocally where it's just like oh that's that feeling of like that first emotion you know or you gotta have some sort of fun spin underneath with with the verses of where you know the emotion is going and there's later songs where I feel like she does that beautifully and on this Mm. track it just feels like it's a oh I saw you at the bus stop and I really liked you and and I'm just gonna harp on that for a minute and it's like okay okay you know like it, it doesn't feel like it really twist the emotion in a way that that heightens things you know what i'm saying that makes it worthy of being the oh and that's why it's this simple because it's doing so much to you know what Mm. i'm saying make you feel it you know um right yeah like what was the verse who gave you eyes like that said you could keep them i don't know how to act or if i should be leaving i'm running out of time going out of my mind i need to tell you something and like by that point it felt like I really don't feel like I've gotten enough lyrics to really feel like I believe this. You know what I mean? To believe the simplicity and the purity of this emotion. That, that was how I was feeling, you know? Uh, Something, again, it's kind of like the um, Taylor Swift me situation. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Where the music video had that moment, the, uh, was it? Counting is fun or spelling is fun? Oh, God, yeah. There's a moment... In the Carly Rae Jepsen, I really like you video, that's not on the record. And I'm, I'm oh. glad it's not because. Um, no, what <laughs> You have that part where it goes, um, you know, I need to tell you something. I need to tell. And then it kind of like, like breaks down for a second before the, yeah, and the chorus comes back again, which yeah, again, yeah. I don't know how you can deny the power of that. But anyway. <laughs> no, it's a fun moment. It's a fun moment. Her and Tom Hanks are sitting across from each other and Tom Hanks is singing the lyrics to Carly Rae Jepsen because they're filming the video within the video. It's kind of meta. And he says, I need to tell you something. And then he just goes, I'm pregnant. Okay. Just kidding. Uh, 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 Yeah. I I don't know why that was in there. Well, I mean, I, I get that being like the music video. Oh, we just did a pop. Uh, you know, we, we've Tom Hanks probably in the moment was like, guys, I, I, I got a hilarious gag for this video, you know? 
No, but I, I mean, he's lip syncing that too. Like they recorded it. Oh, wh what? <laughs> she sings the words like I I'm pregnant. Like, like it's spoken. Like the song uh -oh. breaks down, and then it's just like a serious like I'm pregnant. But just is kidding. It her voice is it her yeah. voice? Yeah. That okay. And, and so, like, they recorded it, and I guess it was intended to be on it at one point, and they left it in the video because it's, like, a cute, funny moment. But then, yeah, it's not on the album, so it's, like, at some point, someone realized, and hey, that's a bit cheesy. Maybe, maybe cut that part out. Yeah, yeah, I don't think, hopefully, let me, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Why, right? The way that unfolded was just so much weirder than I imagined it unfolding. I thought it was Tom Hanks cutting. You kind of see it's like, you know, looking at him straight on and like looking at her and like kind of cutting in like, oh, we've been singing this song and we're kind of friends. And like, hey, you're singing my hit song and you like it so much that you've been singing it. <laughs> and then her cutting and him like cutting the music to hear Tom Hanks' voice say, I'm pregnant. And then her going, <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you you had higher hopes, honestly. <laughs> but no, that's not how this plays out. It plays out him saying, I'm pregnant, mouthed with her saying it in a way that makes you go like, well, of course, I automatically am not believing that it's Tom Hanks actually saying that. But like, like, you know, it's in... You know how, like, even in the joke moment, like, make me believe the moment of Tom Hanks saying to someone I'm pregnant instead of, like... Him being overdubbed by what is clearly Carly Rae Jepsen's like, you know, it just like, it undercuts any sort of joke of like, oh, maybe he's confiding to her for a second. I'm pregnant. And then it's like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, but then even that, it's like, like they just had no idea how to play this moment where it's like, okay, guys, well, I'm going to sing I'm pregnant where it's like in the original song where it's like I'm doing it, but I don't know why I think that would be funny, but we'll make it work in the video, okay? It'll be hilarious because we're going to have Tom Hanks say it. It's going to be great. And then they saw it in the test, you know, edits and they were like, Ah, this isn't, I don't think this works, but we already shot it now. And, you know, it just the way her reaction was just like, okay. Like, it's just such a, I don't know how to act, but I just said the okay. It's just. First time I heard this, which makes me believe that this was initially on what was supposed to be the album version, where it was a video of J Justin Bieber and current at the time girlfriend Selena Gomez. They were lip syncing the song in a video and they recreated that part. Like they lip synced the I'm pregnant part. That's so corny. Like it's just, it's not I thought it was moment. just for their video, but then I saw it in the official video and I was like, oh, why did they leave that in? It feels like a meme this moment at a time in the early 2010s where they didn't know how to make a meme. Like, you know, like how the, you know, professional Hollywood people were like, oh, we're just lean into a really awkward moment. That's that awkward moment. That was a whole like subgenre of Hollywood comedy for a while, you know? Like, oh, for sure. So, yeah, it's just this sort of like, what the fuck is the joke supposed to be? Because it's like, I I'll also say it mainly doesn't make sense. Because it's two people that aren't in a relationship saying it, Tom that, Hanks that and Carly Rae Jepsen, so already. I, I was about to get to where it was like, wait, am I supposed to believe they're in like a, 
Because that's what I was thinking at first, like Tom Hanks saying to Carly Rae Jepsen, like this is already a, you know, Harmony Corinne weird ass movie moment of like Tom Hanks turns to Carly Rae Jepsen, young 20 something pop singer, and says, I'm pregnant in a way that seems to imply that it is her baby. Like that's what I'm hearing when I hear this scene described to me. Tom Hanks lip syncing Carly Rae Jepsen's song turns to Carly Rae Jepsen and says in her voice, it's a madhouse. <laughs> this is a being John Malkovich moment. This is like the fuck is happening. I, I'm sorry. I hate to use the AI fucking cliche thing, but this feels like what an AI thing would write. Like this is what a meme is, right? This is what a joke is, right? Like, <laughs> this is what a joke is, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. awkward, unexpected. You wouldn't think that. What if Tom Hanks and Carly Rae Jepsen? <laughs> but Tom Hanks says the line, "I'm pregnant." Awkward. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> this is madness. <sighs> But anyway, we aside from him. that, right. <laughs> we, we agree to disagree on I Really Like You. <laughs> I'm definitely with you on the first two. Uh, Run Away With Me is fucking phenomenal. It's like, yeah. I think it, it's one of my favorite cuts on the album. Emotion's great. Um, mm. For me, Give Me Love is the first point on the album where it kind of takes a little bit of a dip. Yeah, a little bit, but I liked the... The, the going right off the hook into the fall into me like that like oh me yeah. right in the pocket where I was like okay but that kind of made it that kind of you know bounced it back you know mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I definitely get it being feeling like a step down from the first two tracks but honestly I feel like we get right back on the saddle with all that <laughs> see I thought all that is a little kind of meh too honestly oh, no! aside from <laughs> Aside from the instrumental, because the instrumental fucking kills it, yeah, that loud-ass twanging bass oh. is, ugh, fucking here for that shit. It's just ethereal. Overall, I think, just when, like, this isn't a song I revisit on the album when I'm when I'm oh. like, this isn't one of the songs I have saved in a playlist kind of thing, you know? Mm, that's fascinating. Remember we were talking earlier about the, you know, oh, you've been through this album, so oh, don't, don't mind that old song. <laughs> it's no big whoop. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's all glittery and shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess it is just like the, eh. Like, I have my favorites. I have my preferences, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But when I was listening to it, I was like, it was zooming me into like you know I was like oh my god it, it, it's like it, it was so you know choice and money that the fucking song's called all that because I just felt like I just flashed back to like I'm in the 90s and you know we're about to have the it, oh I'm coming over for your teen Nick special slumber party that I, I feel like I was the only person you invited to but I'm not gonna think too much about it I'll just try to be cool when I show up and she's like oh well everyone else flakes oh a bunch of flakes am I right well how about we get that popcorn started because it's the early 2000s and Devo isn't really a thing yet so we have to get it started like right now so we don't miss anything, you know. Yeah. I don't miss that shit, but you know, I'm just saying the song really flashed me back to that fucking moment because <laughs> it just so like put me in that mood, like with just like where it was going musically and and with the lyricism and stuff like that. Like I, I don't know, man, I was feeling it. What do you make of the next track? You're talking about boy problems. Yeah, favorite fucking now. cut of the whole goddamn album. <laughs> there we go. We're back on board. Holy <laughs> shit. Mm. I love Boy Problems so goddamn much. You get what I mean when I say Cindy Lauper energy heavy. <laughs> Not only... Look, the girls just want to have fun. <laughs> and again, I assume you haven't seen the video. No, I have not. Uh... There is seriously a part in the video 
That Got looks. Tom Hanks in it. No. <laughs> Is Cindy Lauper in it? Ah, you're ruining the song, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Is Captain Lou Albano in it playing her dad? The whole thing is like Carly on the phone with the girls telling her, hey, you know, you got to leave this guy. And it's exactly like the part in the Girls Just Want to Have Fun music video where she's calling up her friends. Oh, man. So there is that connection. They definitely thought that, too, because they they made that connection. I don't think I realized the pressure of following up Call Me Maybe until I went to a particular session where I sat down with... One of the writers who done a lot of the Cyndi Lauper albums, who I'm a massive fan of. But yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Like you said earlier, the fucking 80s throwback vibes of Boy Problems, uh, Run Away With Me. Oh, man. Emotion. Oh, my fucking God. I'm 100% here for the 80s throwback kind of, you know, pastel color splatter. Yeah, little digital glittery sort of uh, after effect thing on it. Man, when when Taylor Swift did it in that one track that kind of feel like recently has become a hit, hasn't it? Cruel Summer? Yeah, man. I My remember, fucking I boy, just, Cruel Summer. The digital like bitsiness. I was just like, I need more of this. Why are people not doing more of this? And I got it here in fucking spades. Oh my Lord. When I first told you, uh, how about emotion? When you tweeted it out, you included the picture of <laughs> Emotion B-Sides. I just thought it looked fucking fresh. I was like, oh, yeah, that looks cool. <laughs> I thought you just had, oh, it's G-Sides and it's B-Sides. And <laughs> you made that connection. <laughs> I didn't even fucking think. There's one song called First Time that seriously starts with the sound of a tape cassette, like playing the song and rewinding. So already it's kind of throwback. Oh. And that has a little bit of like throwback sound on it. It's got that like, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. I don't even know what that exactly is. It's like a keyboard sound. But there's a song called Body Language. And it's seriously Body Language. We're too legit. And there's like the sound effect in the background that like I can never really place what it's from. And when I actually went to look it up, it didn't seem like it was from anything I actually recognized. So it wasn't even worth remembering. I hate that. Like, when we looked up that, um... Oh, yeah! And we looked it up, and it was like, oh, that's Run DMC. That's actually from a Run DMC live cut. So I was like, okay. But then just like the, ah! That's in the Carly Rae Jepsen song. It's like, oh, no one's gonna know what that is. It's not even worth bringing up. But yeah, if you want more 80s throwback vibes, uh, I mean, even if you just look at the fucking cover of it with the neon colors, the emotion B-side, it has all that stuff on there. Which is what what annoys me about Carly Rae Jepsen albums and the special editions is what they decide to include on the standard issue and then what is released later. Because, like, I'm listening to Emotion B-Sides, and I'm like, holy shit, there are songs on here that absolutely would have been natural fits on the initial album. And she does that for the last two albums, where they come out with a secondary supplementary album of like, oh, here's other songs that didn't quite make it. And it's like, there's songs on the album that aren't even this good. Like, you could have replaced them. Songs like L.A. Hallucinations, which I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, it's, you know, I, I, like, I thought it was good for what it was trying to do. I thought it was at least like, it's a story. And as the album was going on, I was actually kind of like enjoying how it felt like there was a little bit of a mini story unfolding. So I was like, 
oh, I feel like, oh, now that we've got like a song that's not just a strict love story, this is kind of like playing into how like, oh, and this is a bit how my career is going out where I'm like, oh, I came out to LA with you and I thought we were gonna, you know, stay together. But, ah, you know, the glitz and the glamour is kind of filling that with me and we were kind of losing track. And maybe if we got back together, we could, you know, you know, it's that sort of, you know, we got to tie it back in a pop song thing, right? Like maybe if we could see through and I love, can it, you know, I, I thought, I thought it sold the emotion well enough for me, you know? But definitely not one of the best, best tracks. But I thought I thought it did a good enough for what the topic is trying to do, you know? I think the fucking BuzzFeed buzzes <laughs> and TMZ crows part. When I was just like, oh no. Because I was just like, I was like, it, it was that point where I was like, okay, you need to have a Snoop Dogg verse to come in to complete the pop cheesiness. Or else you're just leaving me giggling at the hole in the bucket, call me baby girl, trying to show, stick one to the paparazzi to show she's super yeah. clever. You know, oh, you BuzzFeed crows. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> and Carly Jepsen isn't one to have features. Like, on the album with Call Me Maybe on it, there's a fucking song I skip every goddamn time that features Justin Bieber just because they were like good friends and uh, everything. Right. And she, I think she promo he promoted her song first. Yeah. That was kind of what got it popping at first, right? Yeah. Yeah, like he used his publicity because she was on what, like the Canadian X Factor Scooter or American Braun Idol or equivalent, yeah. and she got famous there. But Bieber like got her famous in the states and yeah. had her open on his like world tour and everything, so that kind of got her a lot of no uh, notoriety. And on the latest album that came out, she has uh, Rufus Wainwright on a song that was everywhere on TikTok for a while. But besides that, yeah, it's really just her. So yeah, maybe, maybe on a song like this, where you're trying to, you know, take shots at pop culture and things. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe have a guest feature on that one. <laughs> Backtracking to uh, Making the Most of the Night. Holy oh, shit. Love hey. this track. Oh my goodness. Wait, wait, we didn't show enough love to Boy Problem. I, I feel like we didn't show enough love to Boy Problem. Wait a fucking minute. Because <laughs> I was like, just the way that she goes like, I, I think I broke up with my boyfriend today and I don't really care. Like, I love that. The woman is like, nah, I don't really care. Because I've I got worse problems. problems. Yeah, I, I got a problem with my girlfriend over here and that's more important to me. It's like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I love it. You know? This is the fucking dump him anthem. And it's like, and then, yeah, it's like, I'm so tired of hearing all your boy problems. It could be a perfect day. He'll just make it rain anyway, you know? And then now, okay, so here's the funny thing. When it came to that final lyric right before it hits to the hook, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about it being like directly about being a friend talking to a friend at that moment. I was thinking about it, uh, her talking about like, because uh, she says like, what's worse, losing a lover or losing your best friend? Like, but then I thought she was taking it back to say like, oh, you know, this, this guy that I broke up with, you know, you think that everything's good and you miss him, but it, are, were things really that great? So she says, like, what's worse is when you discover you're not good for each other. And so when she says the line, she's been given and you've been taken, taken, taken. I thought that was her looking at him in the new relationship and going like, oh, see how she's given up for herself and all you're doing is like, mmm, a bit of a mirror to what might have been going on with me. Well, maybe I didn't, uh, maybe I dodged that bullet. You know what I mean? That's what I thought was happening there. You know, it's like the real sort of like get back is the, oh, I've grown and matured beyond you. And now I'm seeing how I would have been kept back if I stayed with you. Oh, this is the real growth and maturity. I, I really didn't need you. You know what I'm saying? So when she says the, oh, I don't really, I broke up with them and I didn't really care. Like, you feel it, it. I felt that shit where it really felt like a, no, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
A lot of her stuff is just kind of open to interpretation, I guess. A lot of her lyrics don't always really make the most sense. Um, like, they're written in kind of an awkward way sometimes. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes they really do work. Like I've said, there's enough in, like, this run of songs where I feel like I'm hearing, like, a bit of a story take place. Like, mm. from, uh, uh, you know, all day, I'm hearing, like, okay, I was with the guy, and he was great, and then I get boy problems, like, oh, wait, maybe things weren't as great as I thought they were, then making the most of the night, to me, that felt like the friend, okay, all right, we've calmed you down, you're over the guy, let's really make the most of the night and fucking hang out oh. on the town, paint the town red. That's what I was thinking, like, this was the me, because he says, I'm going to hijack you, you know, like, I'm going to oh, take you yeah. out of this bullshit, you know, I know you had a rough time, but here I come to hijack you. <laughs> you oh know? my god, that fucking her had a rough time. Ah, oh. oh man. And then the breakdown later, where like the like the music kind of like drops out oh. and when they're doing that part. Oh, just the making the most of the night just hits so hard. Just that part alone. But then mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, matching all the other stuff. But yeah, and then the imagery of like here I come now, baby. I'm speeding in, uh, speeding all these red lights. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like hell oh, yeah. Your Type, I think, is a fire song, too. So then this was, you know, I, uh, it feeling like the, oh, you know, some time has passed and, hmm, maybe I haven't gotten over it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Because <laughs> well, I was, I had to really, again, this is what I'm talking about, where it's just like, oh, you're actually really making me feel the complex emotion of what's happening right now, where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I bet she acts so pretty. Like, when, it, when you hear the hook, the hook is one of those things where, like, I thought what was happening was this, but then there's a little bit of detail where you're like, wait, let me listen to these verses, because hold on, I think something's a little bit more complex, because at first I thought it was, like, when she says, I'm not the type of girl you call more than a friend, I thought that was her, like, you know, being like, oh, you know, I'm just fun, fancy free, I'm not trying to get tied down, but no, it was her going like, oh, no, I see what you think of me, I'm just, I'm just the girl that you toss aside, oh, okay, you know, like, that was what was going on, I was like, Ooh, like I hit a little, a little, you know what I'm saying? A little, cut a little deeper when you got to that one lyric where she says, and if you ever think of me, I bet I'm just a flicker in your head, just like a goddamn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. You know? The song she does of like being wronged and just like feeling out, like Taylor's kind of known for those, mm. but something about the way Carly delivers them, you feel so fucking bad. Like, oh, come on, <laughs> dude. <laughs> What's your fucking problem? What, what, what did she do to you? <laughs> yeah, you're just like pointing at her from afar like, look at her! What did she do? With her she bangs. feels so bad. <laughs> look how sad she is. I know she's you a Tom did Hanks that. video, but come on. <laughs> you're 100% perfect. <laughs> you're 100% in, in that girlfriend group of just like, let's go kick his ass. Like, yeah! <laughs> like, fuck that guy. Oh, man. So then you get, let's get lost. Oh, oh. man. Can I tell oh. you, we are doused in the 80s uh, <laughs> aesthetics. Oh, my God. Look, when I that love saxophone this one. is creeping yes. around the track, you hear it echoing at the beginning of the track. And then when the hook comes in, you're like, is that a set? Where you at? Hold up. Oh, I see Lady Gaga uh, and, and what's her name? You know, they've been doing the sort of 80s throwback. Oh, are you trying to get in? Are you trying to get in on that too? Wait a minute. But do I love this though? Like. <laughs> when it fucking comes in all the way, it's like, oh, oh shit. it's earned. It's just like, yeah. yo. <laughs> mm hmm. Just the message that one too always gets stuck with me. It's, it's such a sweet notion. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, let's just. 
Uh, we're out doing stuff. Let's just, you know, let's fucking get lost and, and spend some more time. It's so cute. It's like, it's cute. Man, the way she says, like, baby, let's go get lost. I like that you're driving slow. Keeping my fingers crossed that maybe you'll take the long way home. Like, uh, oh. It's so cute. <laughs> and But I will say one thing that has always kind of confused me is how it fucking ends. Uh. So... It's like, maybe you'll take the long way home. And the fucking saxophones are wailing a little bit. But then there's, like, dog bark and howling sounds. Yeah, all the... Oh, the coyote. And then there's just, like, a... It's like, there's, like, a little bit of a beat that happens for just a few seconds. Yeah, I forgot about that. there's, like, that. dogs barking and howling, like... Did they get lost and they seriously, like, don't know where they are like, now? Oh, like, the end of the music video is they're, like, they're, like, so lost in each other's eyes. There's no beauty, all beauty and all that shit. And then they, like, finally turn to, like, you know, he's got to, like, put his eyes back on the road. And he just sees, like, they're in the middle of, like, the desert at night. And it's like, yeah, uh. <laughs> The fucking phones are dead. Like, oh, no. And then the, uh. the video just, like, you know, uh, pans back. And it just shows their car just, like, sort of like slowly moving back and then doing a bit of a cage turn and turning around. <laughs> I think about that scene in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure where he's in the middle of the woods but it, like all the lights are out and he puts on his high beam glasses. Uh, then we got LA hallucinations which I was kind of lukewarm on. Speaking of lukewarm, <laughs> warm blood... Okay. Also, not a huge fan of this one. So, when this one happened, I was like, what is this imagery you're trying to make me think about? Like, I, like, okay, here's the thing. She half sold me on it. When she sings the song, when she gets to that second half of the hook, where she kind of does the little, she kind of leans into the, hmm, like, right before when she's singing, like, the line is like, hmm, the warm blood sort of did it. I was like, okay, you're almost making me want to get bit by a vampire, but I, but still, I'm still kind of going, like, wait, 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 why is this song called Warm Blood? I don't think I would enjoy my blood being warm. That feels weird. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm almost there. Like, you're almost making you know, but, uh, and then uh, what's so funny is that I then saw like, oh, made with a member of the Vampire Weekend. And I was like, I'm literally halfway listening to the song. I was just like, wow, my joke literally was going to be what melodramatic, you know, awkwardly written early 2000s pop punk emo outfit helped her write this. And like, you know, I would have been like uh follow boy, but no, too obvious. And that would have been like, uh, oh, something involving va yeah, Vampire Weekend, those guys. And <laughs> And it's like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> My third choice would have been cute is what we aim for. Uh <laughs> oh, but see, I fucking really like Vampire Weekend. So <laughs> I was like a little like, oh, yeah, it's just kind of OK. Like, it's not my favorite. It's not I don't think it's the worst cut. But yeah, it's definitely like between that and when I needed you. Like, I think they're both OK. But I think the album definitely could have ended on a stronger note outside of those. Which is why I'm glad we got the three bonus cuts. Now, okay, now wait a minute. So, I'll say, when I needed you, I actually really liked. I thought it was a interestingly complex way to lay out a pretty complex um, emotional narrative terrain. Like, you know, uh, the way she says the uh, 
Once upon a time, I thought you were a hero. I waited for you all night. I closed my eyes and slept for years. You kissed me like a sunrise. My feet up to my forehead. I felt it. Uh, I felt it like a goodbye. I'm not myself. And then when it gets to the hook, like sometimes I wish I could change, but not for me, for you, so we could be together forever. But I know, I know that I won't change for you because where were you when I needed someone? <laughs> it was just like yeah. the sort of like the way it flips is the sort of like I want to change for you, but. Wait a minute, what have you done for me lately? And oh like, shit. You know what I mean? So it just hits so emotionally strong where it's like a holy fuck, you actually made that work. And then when she does the you come to me in dreams at night, like when she does that little bit of a like Oh yeah. You know, bit of a, look, it was delivered in just the right hokey way where it's like the intonation like has that fun 80s feel where it's like, you know, the 80s person speaking over the beat, you know, but so like, but it doesn't undersell the campiness and the emotionality of what's happening. Like the, it hits that balancing act so perfectly in this weird way for me that I was like, how the fuck did you do that? Because it actually feels like someone from the 80s just came out on a track in 20, you know, 15 and actually delivered that line, you know, in a way that feels like I, I, like, I felt like I was watching a movie from the 80s and an actor actually really embodied a character from the 80s where it's like, a, oh shit, am I actually watching a movie from the 80s or is this a movie uh, about characters playing people in the 80s you know what i mean where you have to have that moment of like wait is uh what's that movie greece is that movie set in the 50s or is it it's actually set in the 70s right like you know what i mean you have to have that moment <laughs> uh so were the bonus tracks black heart i didn't just come to dance in favorite color yeah okay <sighs> one out of three ain't bad um no fucking way <laughs> really look uh which so one so, okay, so Blackheart wasn't bad, wasn't bad. It, it just, to that, uh, up to this point, I was like, this is a good melody, definitely not fronting on that. But, like, up to this point, from what I've heard, this just kind of feels like a half-finished Prince song, and I couldn't shake that the whole oh. time. Yeah, you know, it's like, it sounds nice, but the Under the Blossom Tree, it just felt like she was like, are, are you just trying to allude to, like, the way he would write a song, because this was the song that felt the most like, what are you talking about? Which is like, I don't care about your good intentions. I care more about your bad dreams. You know, I want to love on a new dimension. You know, I'm going to be under the blossom tree. I'm like, oh, okay, are we getting, you know, weird next level dimension? You know, is she really trying to say something? And then, oh, she tries to tries to say something to us in that second verse. You think love is a destination, like a show on your TV. You're a cry to your generation, but don't you cry to me. And I'm like, uh... Oh, okay. Janice Joplin was that? What? <laughs> what was the line? You what were you trying to say here? <laughs> like, I love the fucking attitude in which the lines yeah. were delivered, though. Yeah, but is the like, thing like she's being so <laughs> sassy in this one. Right? But it's one of those things where it's like it doesn't feel earned up to this point because I was like, I I didn't know this was what we were going for. <laughs> like, I thought we were tripping out on like acid and shrooms or whatever. Now it's like, hey, you should have learned a lesson, buddy. And I'm like, oh, what? What? I'm still in the days. What happened? Like what? <laughs> like what did you, know? you think of the uh, the bloopy bleepy instrumental of this one? Uh, again, I like I it's like it beep, beep, well beep, beep, enough, beep, beep, beep. but something Aww. felt like it wasn't finished. Like it, it just mm. like and like I said, the melodies also felt okay, but it's just like something about this. Like yeah, I think it was just the writing. If the writing was just a little tighter, I feel like I could have been on board. But it just pulled me out just enough where I was like what the fuck are you saying? Like, it, it, and it, it delivered in that way where it's like, huh, I just said something, didn't I? And it's like, ah, did you? <laughs> like, you know? Big, uh, she thought she ate kind of vibes. Yeah, like, you're a cry to your generation? What? 
what the fuck does that mean carly no i'm gonna stop the track <laughs> what did that mean like look jewel if you're gonna fucking act like you're saying some shit okay yeah that's true <laughs> But, uh, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like, I, I totally get it. It's like, yeah, if you, you know, coat something in enough of the abstract fun nature, like, yeah, you can get away with saying more abstract lines. But that one punched out so much that it felt like it should have meant something. And it just felt weird that it didn't, you know. Um, and then I didn't come here to dance. Get, get this out of my face. What? No way. <laughs> favorite oh color God. was your favorite of the three? Come oh my on. god come on i didn't just come here to dance if you know what i mean turns to the camera do, do, do you know what i mean I, oh, come on. <laughs> you are you are fucking cutting her down so much what again i'm pointing back at her what did she do to deserve this look how sad you're making her no no what to me is this, this i'm gonna call her like, and a sword just so she can fight your ass <laughs> no this is her like this this feels like her trying to hit on someone and it's just like a did you think that was a bar <laughs> like you know i didn't just come to dance if you know what i mean it's like yeah no 90 percent of people when they go to clubs they don't come there just to dance like, were you not aware of that <laughs> like what are you doing you know <laughs> We're still in the age of Carly trying to shake the girl next door image <laughs> right. from the last album. So it's going to take a while before we get Carly actually like singing songs about fucking and saying fuck in a song. Like Man. we're going to have to wait an album for that. You know, okay, you know, and isn't that funny? Because like, I honestly, I don't want to hear her saying fuck. I don't want to hear. I, I like this. I, like, it's I love the mature Carly. Well, it's interesting that you say, like, this isn't her mature enough yet, because it's like every like that last song that we talked about that had like really exposed. I was like, holy shit. When you brought up that. Right. This is the same age of the person who made this other corny song. I was like, well, shit, maybe she just needs an editor because maybe like just don't show me that hokier side because you are fooling me into thinking that you are the fucking next goddamn Sydney Lopper out this bitch with somebody's joints. Like, I am not going to fucking front because like this shit sounds so good that when I hear the other tracks, I'm like, <laughs> what? what the like you know, it's what not I mean? like Cindy Lauper didn't have her duds too. Though. Oh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But it's <laughs> no one's <you> perfect. <laughs> exactly, my fuck's ain't perfect. You know, so yeah, you're right. Oh, come here with your Zoe Deschanel uh, bangs. Oh, I'll I'll give you a nuggie. Okay, you can you can come back to the party. <laughs> so, are you telling me you do or do not want to watch the video where Carly talks about recording an album and eating weed brownies? I actually do want to see that video. <laughs> Weed cookies are great. Underrated. You gotta only put a little bit in. Otherwise, watch out. It, it's been a very fun journey to watch in real time. Carly go from the fucking, you know, uh, here's my number. <laughs> mm. Call me, maybe. To Pop like, seriously being up. like, yeah. To the song where she's talking about, like, on the bed, on the floor, I want you in my room. It's like, oh my god, holy <laughs> shit, let's fucking go. And yeah, on the latest album, just being like, I don't want to fuck this up. It's like, oh my uh, god. Like, it feels scandalous. You, you know but what in the is? moment, it's just like, holy shit, look at this. Yeah, are we in that emotional spot where I feel like I need to unlock the F word for a pop song? I don't give a damn if they will censor it. You know, let it be so. So it is written, so it shall be done. You know what I mean? Like, she's getting in her CeeLo bag, you know? She knows she's not going to get radio play anymore, so she doesn't give a fuck. This is the thing, right? It's such a shame that the radio played the fuck out of Call Me Maybe when, you know, right. I like that song a lot. 
It's fine. Didn't need to hear it as many times as I did. <laughs> no. And it's not the best song off that album either. And then the radio gave some love to um, I Really Like You. Oh, man. Ain't this how it goes? Ain't it just how it goes? <laughs> I, think they, I think they actually also played a song, um, This Kiss, from that, for, from that other album that I it got some radio play. But not a lot. And then... I really like you was like the last one, and, and then the radio just completely yeah, decided, like. "All right, we're, we're done. That's the Man. last we're ever gonna play." And that can't. And this album is like Whoa. almost a decade old. This is nuts. Like, uh, and she's put what? out nothing but heat since then. And no one would know that. This is how this fucking happens. And then what do you say? Oh, hey, give that Carly. Uh, look, uh, hey, I'll, I'll put myself as the example. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll be the person who said, <laughs> fucking Hanson. Yeah, the fuck. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but it's not our fault. It's not our fault. No. We, we, we've been fucking fooled by the people who were like, oh, yeah, when I had to, you know, sell the records and I had to do the thing, sure, I did the dopey pop song. And it's not that it's not her, but it's like oh, I got some layers to her you know she got some layers and it's like uh, yeah oh, sure we are it's it, it's insane how that can like be the gift and the curse right like she wouldn't have had the popularity to get the listeners that she has but then it's like there's a stopgap on how serious you're gonna get taken because like ain't that the whole of the bucket girl you know I've seen so many videos basically just on the topic of Carla Jepsen is the best pop star no one is listening to. And it's such a shame. <laughs> like, it just, I think it's just the three name thing just kind of sets her so in that, oh, this is bubblegum pop from a bygone era, most definitely, <laughs> Probably, right? Probably, like, yeah. I don't know? think that's doing her any favors. <laughs> she should go by, oh, she can't go by Carly either, because I feel like that TV show is kind of like, Cutenize that. Jepson. Hi, Carly. Yeah. Or Ray Jepson. Yeah, you get rid of the first name. It's <laughs> and you, you you do that play of the like, yeah, you know, like, you know, kind of like playing against the fact that, yeah, oh, what? If I sound more like a guy, you know, if I have a guy's name, will that get me more play? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> Ray Jepson. <laughs> Favorite colors is a fucking bop, and we're right back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, we that was my least favorite of the three. Not saying it's what a bad cut. in the world? <laughs> yeah. I can't stand it. <laughs> the vibes of Blackheart, the bloopy bleepy, and just the da, 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 the fucking beat on I Didn't Just Come Here to Dance is so fucking fire, and the production on it is so fucking fire that, like, I don't know. Favorite color just feels like a step down to me. Maybe it's just because I'm not as big of a fan of the laid back subdued. Like, between all that and this one, the, like, ballad Carly I'm not huge mm. on, I guess. I think it's just the production uh, matching the the beginning. It felt like really going back to the glittery sort of, like, you know, uh, uh, really leaning into the uh, glitch core sound and stuff like that. I thought that was really mm. cool, especially for the topic of, like, oh, you're my favorite color, and it's sort of like, we go together like a good blend. Like, uh, you know, sort of, like, alluding to, like, oh, am I digitally, like, mixing into you or something like that. I thought it was really cool. Like I said, like, you know, when you can, when you can bring me into the moment musically, that's when I can really be like, ah, oh, I've got no choice to, like, be like, yo, this is some dope shit, you know what I'm saying? Weren't you a little pissed off, though? And be honest, all right? Oh, I, I think oh. I think we're both adults here. I don't think the audience is going to feel too bad about this. You just, okay, level with me, all right? Mm. Weren't you just a little pissed off that she picked two, the two words you would think when you think about how silly 
Europeans spell <laughs> words. <laughs> and they put them right next to each other with the O-U. <laughs> favorite <laughs> color. Right. Oh, Come we're going on. To the, we're going to the favorite color center. <laughs> Centra. We're going to the Chape. Like, <laughs> Come on. What is this? <laughs> what did you end up walking away with this album? I give this a four mm. and a half. Out of five. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Solid, solid shit. Solid shit for sure. The good more than makes up for the couple of blemishes. And it's one of those things where it's just like, a, man, if it was just like one or two trim, this would be a glittery five star. But like, I can't act like that stuff isn't there. But it it does not do enough to, you know, take it down. Like, it's still a uh, solid bump all the way through, you know. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I could imagine, like, listening to it again and, like, not hitting the skip button for the songs that you don't like as much. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those, like, ah, I don't know. She's earned the goodwill. <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. <laughs> as much as I love Carly Rae Jepsen albums, and I love all of them, I don't think she's ever had a perfect one. Mm. And it's, like, very few people do, I think, sure. have, like, an absolute no skips. But... It's a thing, it's it's a frustrating thing, is that between the one that gets released and the B-sides, you could have had a perfect no-skips, and it's like, they're right there. You could have put those instead of the ones that you went with, so it's always just like, ah, it's like those little missed opportunities. But if anyone is listening to this and uh, is in the same boat as RC and maybe wasn't so familiar... Uh, with what Carly Jepsen's been doing outside Call Me Maybe and maybe something else, maybe the fucking theme to Fuller House, if people remember that she did that too. Um, Yeah, do check out this album, and I do gotta also uh, recommend Dedicated alongside it, and also Loneliest Time. Like, I think all of her albums are worth checking out. Uh, Even if you, you, like I said, you kind of have to listen to two albums to make one perfect one. They've only gotten better written, I think, and the production has only gotten, like, as she's maturing, they're not as, like, dance beat poppy anymore, but, like, there's more emotion in there. Mm. And I think it comes across more as she goes. Like, she puts more of herself and her personality into the songs and uh, I love seeing that. It, it, it comes across and it kind of sets her apart. So, But that about does it. I fucking wore myself out. Yeah, definitely putting this uh, the, the Carly Rae Jepsen name uh, higher in the hierarchy in my mind above the, uh, the Selena Gomez's of the uh, world. Oh, <laughs> God. <know>? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's... That <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that whole thing. Mm. That, uh, that reminds me. You probably didn't. Um, did you see uh, the VMAs when Demi Lovato did, um, I think it was like three Absolutely of her songs. <laughs> and uh, she, she released new rock versions of oh. some of her old hits and oh. they hit way harder now. Um, so she went ahead and did like a mini performance and she did Cruel for the Summer, but like with like a hard rock backing uh, I did see that hitting a little harder. What were the other two songs? Uh, what was that one song? Um, Heart Attack. Uh, if I ever did that, I think I'd have a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there was one other one, or she just did that and Crew for the Summer. And I, oh no, the other one was um, Really Don't Care. And I don't really like that one. Or no, uh, uh, Sorry Not Sorry. Uh, I really, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. Oh, 
Oh God, yeah. That was the, it's it's so funny how you can ping pong from being like, whoa, she's got it. She's got a hit joint right here. Maybe she's really got, and then you hear that one. It's like a, oh my God, you so went on Twitter and you're like, oh, what should I make a song about? Uh, What what is black Twitter saying? You know, like. I almost got it confused with the song Really Don't Care, which was a duet with um, Shara Lloyd. Oh, that's another one. <laughs> I want ah! you back. What <laughs> yeah. Um, and like they filmed it at a pride parade. So I remember thinking, well, that's cool. But the song is yikes. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear this again. Um, but yeah, like I, I like her whole like reclaiming her image and like doing the hard rock stuff and being like, like, because that album she released called Holy Fuck is so good. And then she was just like, well, this is my sound now. And, like, taking these hits and, like, redoing them I in like that style. That. Yeah, like, fuck that. I love, I love seeing a new age of, like, just like back in the 80s when you'd see, like, hey, isn't that that dude from the 70s? Wait, they're back and they're doing some new shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's see a continue of the, of the you know, the artists that we know. that Oh, sure, they're the pop guy, but they still got, they still got an artistic ambition, goddammit. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, I love seeing that where it's like, oh, now I'm, I'm free from right, the labels. Unfettered. Um, yes I, I, in fact i think about it in this modern age where it's like why aren't more artists you know yeah. uh, from this previous era not too long ago striking out and just doing their own fucking thing what the fuck do they need these people for you know what i mean we're almost at the finish line but y'all know i know as soon as i say well that about y'all click off anyway <laughs> matter of fact we should so- include some extra uh, uh, uh like you know uh tips on how to like become a millionaire <laughs> just a Ooh, that's the like, thing and it'll be like all the all these listeners all of a sudden you'll hear all these news stories like how i became a millionaire <laughs> i just kept listening to the going on podcast i just didn't hit skip that one time and then it was like <laughs> the episode has been deleted and <laughs> the techniques can no longer be found but <laughs> oh no there's that one guy sitting there like a dumbass like oh fuck me all I needed to do was not click off once Muse said, well, that about wraps it up. Damn it. I normally don't, but that time I said, fuck it. I don't, I know what they're doing and I skipped it. Aw. Well, that about wraps <laughs> uh, Going on podcast. It was a good one. I hope it's y'all like it. Because I did. <laughs> It was a good nair, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And if you're sitting there, and you're like, hey, they were able to bring albums that they wanted to talk about, and that's a lot of fun. I want an album to to talk about. I want my (laughs) album! Where's my album for them to review? My album! All right, Veruca Salt, finally. But yeah, if you want to request an album, you can do that over there. ko-fi.com slash g-o-i-n-o-f-f. That's the shit right there, RC. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> and uh, we also got our own individual Patreons and Kofis and Twitters and YouTubes and all that and TikToks. Yeah. All That's... those links are in our link trees in the That's... description. So you always stay on top and updated on all our goings on and all our current projects right. so you don't ever miss a thing. So we don't and we don't have to repeat them. You could just scroll down and look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Want to go to sleep? Oh, That's what the people are here for, RC. <laughs> <laughs>
Push on through. You got this. <laughs> okay. That's Kofi.com. So that's, uh, with enthusiasm. No, no, no. You got you to gotta sound enthusiastic so the people, you know, are inspired. Okay. That's, that's Kofi.com slash Rap Critic for, for, for song requests and movie requests for the Review Do podcast. And then for that podcast is, you hear it first on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Rap Critic. Mm-hmm. God damn it. And that's where you go there to hear all that shit, motherfucker. And you get to Let's join go. the Rap Critic Discord. Get with it. Act like you want it. Ah, and until next time. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Coming at you. RC Muse going off podcast. RC hit him with the outro. Oh shit! Get the cool. Get the cool. Get the cool. Fuck yeah.